know there's a lot of people off right now with uh, the Christmas holiday coming, but not us. We're fighting through colds and hangovers. <laughs> we are. <laughs> we're here to give you guys your Alabama fix. Roll Tide Pods. Make sure that you uh, like and subscribe, and uh, we appreciate all the gang at Disrupt the Media. Uh, for having us on. I want to remind you that our show is presented by MyBookie, MyBookie.ag. With the bowl games in full swing and the college football playoff coming, MyBookie, if it's the first time that you've uh, laid a bet down, it's a 50% price match up to $1,000. So that'd be a lot of fun. You know, uh, go in there and do like my friend across the table and just uh, kill it. And next thing you know, you can turn that into 2000 or 3000 or 5000 <laughs> Or do like me and you'll be broke. But uh, <laughs> now it's a, it really is. Uh, it's always fun, like this time of year, to um, to you know to to go and lay down the odds and, and have a little bit of fun with it. So uh, my bookie and uh, mybookie.ag. And if you need some help, uh, make sure you check out Lance's Lock, Lance'sLock.com. He's got the bowl specials running right now. So uh, check those out, Lance'sLock.com. As uh, you know, Lance gets you ready for. The uh, the bowl season, which is in full swing. Jake Coker, I'm Mick Gillespie. Uh, Jake, good to see you, man. Good to see you too. Finally got over the well, getting over the cold, and uh, <clears throat> happy to be back. Hey, we're we're missing our our uh, third man, Ryan, today, but we'll get him back. Yeah, that's uh, the last show was. I mean, it's going to be hard to. I mean, I don't want people to tune out already because I don't know that we're going to be able to have as good a show <laughs> as we had last time. But it's going to. But I'm going to say it without Ryan. I mean, it's <laughs> that's it what it is, right? Yeah. <laughs> we, we we do miss him. Uh, he's not. You know what though? He he's like that guy that is the third man on the, on of the team. But when he comes in, like it's such a good show, oh, it's yeah. such a big deal it's that it almost yeah, oh, yeah, it almost makes it kind of better. You know, sometimes <laughs> in some aspects. Because, <laughs> You, know, you just never know. Because, you know. Right, because when he's here, it's just like next level. I laughed so hard, man. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, I say I'm not going to drag any quarterbacks, and he goes, shit, I'll drag them. <laughs> I'm a super <laughs> fan now. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I tweeted out. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, I tweeted out three super fans talking about football. <laughs> <laughs> it was because of that comment. <laughs> Uh, you know, that's what I miss the most about football. It's not even the the play in the game. It's just hanging out with Ryan and, and uh, you know, old teammates that just kind of – I mean, it's like a podcast all the time. Yeah. You know, you're just hanging out and firing away. It's, uh, you know, say whatever you want and have a good time with it. And, and uh, I mean, that's I think that's what everybody misses. That's what they're missing when they stop playing, you know. Yeah. Well, today was National Signing Day, Alabama, with another uh, just amazing class. They signed uh, 23 players in the early signing period. Yep. They had a couple guys uh, flip from other programs to the Crimson Tide. It's uh, it's it's honestly, man, I, and I think when when you signed, it was still back in February, right? Yeah, it was like I, the, what, I, the the first Wednesday in February. Yeah, this February. early. Saban talked about the early signing period and kind of how it's not. I can tell he doesn't like it. I, I don't like it either because in February you have it and you have the coaches have more time to get into it. Alabama's preparing for Michigan and the yeah. college football playoff. And then the guy's like busting it out to, to recruit and then doing this. So uh, it, it really is tough. Uh, the timing of it 
And uh, I, I liked it in February, too, because I used to take off of work and watch. Yeah. Since Saban got there, it wasn't like I the just, Shula days I, where you lost. You always win. It was like a championship every February. I, I just don't get it. It's not – It's you know, it's hard to get fired up over signing day anymore because, yeah, I mean, you might sign a guy this year, but he could be gone next year. And, you know, I mean, you're you're starting from scratch again on the next recruiting class. Uh I mean, especially these smaller schools, man. You win one big recruit, and and he has a good first year, and he's out of there. He's mm-hmm. going to you know Alabama, Auburn, somewhere else. Uh, I mean, it just I miss those days when you got somebody, you had somebody. Yeah, you know? me too, me too. But, that that's the tough part about the business uh, as a whole, too. Is you know, you 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 just don't know how long any of this is going to last. And if you're Alabama and you, it, you're you at a disadvantage bringing in some of these guys because you're going to develop them better than they're going to be developed anywhere else, which you and I have talked about, you yeah. know. And then they're going to go somewhere else. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I, I think those guys that are willing to develop and stick around and, and uh you know, truly buy in. I don't think those guys will really look to transfer. I mean, you know, sometimes I think the guys that transfer after one year are kind of guys you probably need to push out anyway. Really? You know, guys that just aren't going to make it, aren't going to buy in. Uh, Or aren't good enough. Yeah, I mean, even when, you know, signing day back in the day, hell, there was a bunch of guys that were, some of those guys that were, you know, had five hats on the table and, you know, making a show of which team they were going to. Heck, a lot of them didn't even turn out, you know. Right. So you just never know. How was your – what did you do? How did you do it? Did was, you uh, have was, five hats? And... I was committed in August and there was no surprise. <laughs> no, you didn't do like uh, – I there was, was watching a... Drake Kirkpatrick Jr.'s thing and he had like the Missouri outfit on and then <laughs> took it off. <laughs> The craziest one is the Landon Collins one, the one that everybody remembers. Yeah. You know, that's a tough deal. We, I kind of had the same thing. I mean, it was no surprise because I was committed to Florida State the whole time. And uh, there was a, a moment in time where I was thinking about visiting Alabama. And my mom wanted Florida State. My dad didn't want Alabama, but he was like, at least go check it out and look at it. Go give it. Go give it a look. Yeah. And my, my thing was when I commit, I'm committed. I'm going to the school and. There's a long story that goes into this, mm-hmm. and, and uh, I might share that one day. But uh, you know, ended up going going to Florida State. I was committed. I you know felt comfortable in, in that decision. But uh, a lot happened between my commitment and actually signing. And so there was a time where I was thinking Alabama. Really? So what? Like, how does the whole thing work? Like, I, I mean, I. I'm assuming that it's like when you're being rushed by a fraternity and then you got like more than one and there's just a lot of pressure, you know, like people coming from, it's like, you know, you, you have like this, you know, guys you're friends with from this house and this one and this one. And it's like, you feel like, you know, you feel bad because you're not going to get, you're not going to end up at um, all of them except one. Yeah. But I'm sure it's it's even different level because yeah I used to get I used to get uh, uh, annoyed by guys who are committed to schools and then flip mm-hmm. and then when I went through it uh, I mean for instance when I when I committed to Florida State um, you know I was told that Florida State was going to take one quarterback and if say if somebody else committed then I'd lose my spot I'd lose my scholarship. 
And I, uh, that was like a week after I went to the camp. They offered me, Jimbo offered me at the camp, told me that they were taking one quarterback. And, and uh, <clears throat> so, again, if somebody accepted an offer from Florida State, then I lost my offer. Right. And so I uh, talked to my family, and they were like, I mean, that's between Alabama and Florida State as a quarterback, you know, well, as a quarterback, Florida State's probably the best school in Jimbo. Uh, you know, Alabama's the only other offer that I that I would really consider outside of Florida State. And uh, Alabama at that time wasn't recruiting me very hard. And uh, so I went ahead and committed to Florida State. Um, and then after I committed to Florida State, uh, you know, periodically Alabama would – Coach Pruitt would check in and, and – uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, I guess about four months before February, uh, I got a call from Florida State. They said they were taking two quarterbacks. <laughs> and I was like, well, I mean, look, I, I have no problem with with that at all. But the pr- only problem I have with it is that, you you know, I, I was told that you're taking one when I committed, and then now you're telling me two, and I shut down – all of recruiting because of that, you know? Uh, and so I talked to Alabama a bunch and, and, uh, started talking about taking a visit there. And, and then, uh, I guess closer to the time of, of signing day, uh, Florida state, let me know they're just going to take one. And I said, okay, well then fine. I'm sticking to it and I'm coming. So it was, uh, you know, a lot of things come up that mm-hmm. people don't know about, and you can, you know, things change during the recruiting process. And and again, uh, a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of family members involved, a lot of people that love you, and they want what's best for you. And sometimes you're hearing this and hearing that and hearing this from mm-hmm. all different family members, and and you're trying to make the best decision as a 17, 18 year old. And uh, I mean, it was. When I signed that dotted line, I was so happy that all of that was over and I could put it behind me. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it was just a very, very uh, frustrating process. I mean, it was great. It was a blessing, you know, but, uh, again, I was glad that we could all kind of relax and, and the, we had the plan laid out and that was it. And then I went to Alabama three years later. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your mom and dad were both right. No, that's yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's one of those things, especially, uh, especially now. You know, you look at it, and it's had we known more about the recruiting process, who knows what would have happened? But I mean, we were just shooting from the hip. Nobody had ever in my family had been recruited like that, and so we didn't. You know, I didn't have my dad wasn't a coach. Really, I was relying upon uh my high school coaches and david morris over at qb country to help me through that process and uh so it took a lot of a lot of uh help from outside sources and and just to even learn how to get scholarships right but uh again it's it's a process i didn't want to do over again mm-hmm. so did they like back then i mean did did was there did the I don't know how other to say this, but were they giving people money? I mean, you know, were they coming in like <laughs> not me? You know, like I mean, three oh, stars okay. don't bring in that much money. <laughs> you didn't get the 
you didn't get the McDonald's bag. You said you were hanging out with Jeremy Pruitt. <laughs> I like Jeremy Pruitt, but I would have loved I to love, have had nah, that McDonald's bag. I love Jeremy. I love I love Damian Craig. Love Jeremy. Love I can't him. wait until he's back. I mean, you know, he's got to sit out for a while. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But there, well, none you, of that going on, you know, not for me at least. But when you when you sit back and you look at it and you see how chaotic it is for, would you be pissed players. though if you like your like teammate got the McDonald's bag and you didn't? <clears throat> I don't know. It depends on how many touchdowns he had. <laughs> <laughs> a great point. That's yeah. a great point. Yeah. Uh, hey, if he's blocking up front, yeah, give him that bag, right? <laughs> oh yeah. And now, if I was a if I was a say I was a D lineman, and I watched a quarterback come in as a true freshman that hadn't done a damn thing on the field and make hundred thousand dollars, I'd be like, I've been busting my ass every day, you know, yeah, right. you paying this guy to just show up. They're, they've got such an issue right now on their hands. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is, it, I don't know how they're going to fix all of this because. I don't either. I've it's, seen it's a few a, coaches come out and mention the whole restructuring of the entire system. And Will Wade said a lot of, a lot of stuff about the NCAA. They might as well just throw them out. I mean, they have no, no ground to stand on anymore. I don't even know why they're around. And it's the worst organization, most corrupt organization there you. is. I agree with you. I feel the same way. I mean, they're just so full of. They're just. It's a. It's just garbage. Yeah. Everything they put out there. Look, when they when when we were at Bama and the guy, I've, the guy that was in charge of the NCAA, and they came down on Alabama like, you know, like they were going to kick Bama out of college football, you know, and and that led to a lot of the losing that we went through in Tuscaloosa, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then I find out that some of the schools that we're playing are doing the same thing that they that, that they just oh, told yeah. us they were going to kick us out for. And if it's you're like generating revenue; they're not going to touch you. And yeah. if they do, it's it's so far past the time that that all that was committed that it really is irrelevant now. Yeah, yeah, and and now it never made sense. It, it look, let's call it what it is. It when college sports started, it was like the fraternity. You know, oh yeah, the fraternity league, you know. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's become like professional sports. I oh, mean, yeah. it is like, and and and, and the t the universities were making so much money, which I still didn't understand why they were so stingy with uh, you know, oh, all, their, all that gear and stuff. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Uh, they're like that with everybody. It's insane. <laughs> unless you, unless you're a skull salesman. <laughs> huh? no, no comment on that. <laughs> but if you got the right product, you you know, there's, there's no telling what you could get there. But if you're just like a regular working stiff, you know, out there getting your ass beat on the football field, <laughs> don't you dare ask for that second pair of cleats, you know? <laughs> like, oh man. I, I've seen Ryan lose his mind about – I'll have to ask him about this next time. But uh, I've seen him lose his mind on asking for a, uh, an extra shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and they not give it to him. Yeah. He just yeah. loses his mind I on know. Jeff Springer. The, 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 the thing about it is, like, you walk into that stadium and they're generating – millions and millions and millions of dollars and oh, yeah. i mean i'm sure nike probably gives them a lot of that stuff for free for being part of that you know they probably are like hey you pay this but you get this well, i think they're paid by nike to wear that stuff they are well then guess what they have uh enough shirts to give everybody yeah. 
<clears throat> that's playing on the team anyway, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. Not it, salesman marketing guy. <laughs> 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 oh, man, I, it's so funny, like, just – watching signing day and the drama and then now it's like you know you could sign and then next week you could leave you know hey i'm transferring you know yeah Uh, get your free car and you're free you know (laughs) yeah you're 40 yeah because i don't think there's any regulation on how how you execute your uh appearances or no you know any of that i nothing none of that's really regulated i don't believe well when when jimbo got so pissed off at nick saban he he mistakenly thought that that rant that Saban was giving was about him. And it wasn't, it was about the system. And it was basically, you remember, he was saying that we better get some money here because the game's changed. Oh yeah. Jimbo totally misread that. Like, because I didn't look at that and think, well, Nick Saban said he bought all those guys. Well, yeah, but it was legal to do that. Even though it's not supposed to be what we're doing, that's what we're doing. Okay. And, um, and if you want to play the game uh, and and you don't have the best coach of all time coaching you, the way that you do it is you just buy people. Yeah. Yeah. And as you know, again, if I'm Jimbo, I'm saying I'm at a great institution that supports their football team and we do whatever it takes to, to get these guys here. You know I mean? It's that simple. He wasn't cheating. Uh, but I, I think Jimbo took that as a shot at, at his efforts in recruiting and, you know, kind of, downplaying the hard work he put into getting these guys. But I, didn't, I never – I didn't hear that in what Saban was saying. I heard Saban basically saying – I heard a little bit of it. Did you? I, I felt like it was, hey, you better get your wallets out, Alabama boosters and fans, because yeah. we're going to need some money. Now, Lane, on the other hand, I heard a lot. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> well, Lane said the same thing. He just – it's he's just not Nick Saban. Yeah, and no, then that's right. and, and then I don't know how I he thinks that Lane thinks he's getting the Bama job when Saban leaves, and he's probably looking around and he's like, all right, who's the best of the Saban assistants? And he's like, okay, Kirby, but he's not leaving Georgia. You wouldn't think unless he takes the Falcons I was about job. To say, unless yeah, unless he goes to Atlanta. Well, he's got a lot of a lot of guys right now, and maybe he goes to Atlanta and doesn't like it, and then I know the perfect place for him to come back to. Oh, man. If you could say the guy, like, we're like, oh, it's this guy or it's that guy. Look, if if he doesn't like the NFL, come on, baby. That would be wild. That, that would, would be, be that would be unbelievable. Yeah, that would be the perfect guy because. But why would he leave Georgia? You know, that's because he graduated. At. I think he's just sick of the crap like today. Yeah. Like. You're 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 supposed to be preparing for Florida State in a bowl game, yeah. but you got you you're dealing with early signing period, which turned into regular signing period. Oh yeah, right? no, college has turned. I mean that the college coaching job has become a a nightmare. I mean, who would want to do that right now? Right, your best your quarterbacks like you know I might transfer. Oh yeah, I've got to pay this guy four million to stay, and then oh yeah, you know I'm dealing with transfers and you, you know you're hard on guys and they're leaving and you, it takes up all your time um and why not give it a try in the nfl i mean saban did it yeah. and i think that honestly i think the falcons would be the perfect job for kirby to just get that little bit more of experience before he comes back to tuscaloosa <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so you're saying it's not going to work out. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying that, go there and do it. And when you don't like that, we'll be ready to bring you in. <laughs> I would love that. Kirby's one of my favorite coaches I've ever been around also. I mean, he's just a uh, – I mean, he works his ass off, and he's just a good dude. Yeah. I, I'd love to see him back in, back in Tuscaloosa. That would be – I tell you, him or uh, – you know, I don't know how it'd work out, but I'd love to love to see him try. But I'd love to see Freddie Kitchens back in Tuscaloosa too. Yeah, Freddie's quarterback in my first ever Bama game. Really? Which which game was that? Yeah, the '96 Iron Bowl. Oh yeah, yeah. Kitchens the riddle. Is that Six. A, I was about to say that's the one we won by. But which one was? Twenty four, twenty three, and and Daniel Moore didn't do that print. Uh, I, my sister gave it to me. It's the only one that I have that's not a Daniel Moore print. But that I had to have the print. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's actually a pretty good, pretty good print, you know. But Danny does, kills him, man. Hit, yeah. Did you see the Gravedigger print? It's perfect. Yeah, I saw some of that. Yeah, it looks just, and I, and I said it on my post game show. I'm like, it's got to be the almost the exact print that that he did for the blackout. Um, in Georgia with John Parker Wilson throwing to Julio. To Julio yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, I always forget that game ended up being like a, what was it, a 10 point game yeah, at the they, end? They scored some points. Yeah. I was at your game there and the, the, both of those games uh, in Georgia. I love Athens, man. It's a cool town. You know, we didn't get to see much of it. I can't remember where we stayed the night before, but we drove in and there was no, like, there's nothing around that that campus at least we didn't see anything and then we just rolled up kind of to the stadium and i i don't remember much being around the stadium either oh we should do when alabama plays there we should go do a yeah. show there i was just locked in all the fans flipping us off and, oh yeah yeah <laughs> cussing us. Barked, i got barked at and uh i could talk about that place but i <laughs> but i loved it like there's a lot of cool bars there and stuff yeah. like i need to go there I've, it's again it's i've never scene. been it's a good scene and uh and we've won there you know which Really, Nick Saban's won everywhere. Yeah, which is crazy. I, I, I was, I was doing a show the other day, and I said, you know, talking about Saban, and I, I was off a championship. Like I don't even know how. I have them all on the wall here, but I just <laughs> miscounted. You know, and then somebody like messaged me like, oh, yeah, seven, six in Alabama, and one. You know, it's like, man, this, <laughs> the guys won so many championships. Like you just, they don't, they off the top of your head, you make mistakes. Oh yeah, when he thinks about his favorite team, he's really, really got to think. Oh, I know. He would never he doesn't do comparisons. That's what he says. I think I, I'm I'm gonna try to man, I bet his favorite team who has got to be his favorite player. Who loved him so. some Tua? I think his favorite player is Mika Fitzpatrick. Might be. Yeah, that's true. That's I think true. that's probably his favorite one. Yeah. Which what years did he win? Uh he was a freshman in the year we won it, and then he won it in what, twenty seventeen? Okay. Because we lost Clemson the year after, then we beat Georgia, I think, in 17. So 17 might be his favorite team then, because he had Tua and Mink on that team. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. If I was handicapping it, not to say that, you know, like, I mean, I know you're at the top two. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you and, I mean, what, think about the group of people that you get to, like, seriously, like that you're like in company with. It's a pretty, like, that's like pretty prestigious group. You talk about Tua championship. Uh, I mean, even going back to like 
you know, would Joe Namath win one? Did, did Snake Stabler win one? I mean, like he talked. Yeah, some you know, serious imposter syndrome for sure. No, no way. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, I, yeah, but no, dude. You could Lyle Kane had a ball with all the previous national champions quarterbacks on there i may have already mentioned that on this podcast but i mean i remember seeing those names like holy shit how much is that worth Uh, i can't imagine you know he's probably not happy uh, i'm telling everybody that he's got a ball like that (laughs) somebody's like all right where's he live again (laughs) i mean i saw there was a a running back that sold all his national championship rings on pawn stars for like 40 grand and they aren't even like real rings they're fake ones they're not i mean that they have like they're probably five hundred dollars in true value like oh yeah yeah, right 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 yeah oh you mean but they were his rings yeah yeah well there's a but the value isn't the 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 stones and the oh yeah the values the that it's a championship ring yeah i mean you know and to to have your name on the side of a ring is pretty amazing you know like it's in and when you're the quarterback of the team that's even crazier i mean nobody touches the ball more than you you know it'd be like being a like the uh, the star pitcher on a championship team in baseball or something yeah i guess <clears throat> insurance and podcasting goes south i'll be pawning those babies off that would be a hell of a show <laughs> that'd be a hell of a show <laughs> Which, you want to go to vegas <laughs> be, you know, can, can you imagine if you rolled in there and you, you like you're like you. You got the case. They come in. You know the little, the little case. Does yours have the like the lights up? Yeah, it has like the window. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, okay, I got this. And then you slide it across. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like doing this. <laughs> Bring in an expert, you know. And then all of a sudden, from behind the counter, here I come. <laughs> yeah, that is so funny. Uh, yeah, I got two of those. I got two. They got a Florida State box, same way. Florida State box and Alabama box. Yeah, and and if you sold both of them, what would be that? Uh, who knows? I mean, you are you the only guy that has won a Florida State and an Alabama championship, or they, was there coaches on both teams? Maybe got to because Landon Dickerson didn't win one. Uh, Charles Kelly was at Florida State, I believe. No, that was Jeremy. I can't. I think Coach Kelly was the DB's coach. Was Pruitt the co- the he was at Florida State. He right? was at DC that year. Yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. Man, that guy's had to talk. what a great career he's had. No, oh, yeah, he's one of the one of the all time great defensive coaches. You know, oh, Kirby. Yeah. I'd say he's one of the all time greats. Like the when when the great coaches, like you could see them kind of coming. Like you know, it was like Saban, and they call it the Saban tree. But there was other guys that were there too. You know, like yeah. Muschamp. They they all worked with Saban. I mean, but. Maybe Saban was smart about going and recruiting the the best coaches, or maybe it's just that he teaches. I mean, look at the way that this coaching staff well, has I mean, turned it around. Hell, but look at his turnover over. I mean, the turnover he's had, especially. I get. I want to say three years prior to this year. Before that, I mean, he was replacing a coordinator and position coaches every year. Yeah. So I mean, it's not really to me. It's. I mean, the assistant coaches are are a huge part of, of winning there's no doubt yeah. about it but the consistent national championship contention is the is the culture that coach Saban's put in place yeah i mean he and scott cochran when he was in alabama and, and i'm i'm sure blue is is I, i've met him one time he seems like a great guy but i can only speak on my experience 
I mean, Cochran was kind of the a lot of the glue that held that program together because he's seeing everybody every day. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And right. he was way more than a coach. He was like a psychologist too. Yeah, I mean, right. You, know, you go sit in his office and and talk and hang out and uh, I mean, there's just a lot more to him than just the yeah 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 guy on the bill on the yeah yeah screen, yeah yeah. You know? yeah. He made a he he was on sixty minutes. Oh, I mean, yeah. That's when you know, like one of the uh, he's great. It's like the strength guy is on sixty minutes. Like wow, you know. Oh yeah, one of the, I mean, just as good a guy as you can find yeah. anywhere. I'm glad that they got. I mean, I didn't want them to beat Alabama, but I'm glad Georgia got their championships. Oh yeah, that's time for Alabama to get theirs. <laughs> I was about to go get. <clears throat> we were Ryan Kelly, Richard Mullaney, Dylan Lee, Vinny Sinceri, and myself were. Uh, Cock called us one day. He's like, "Hey, let's get dinner at my house uh, before y'all leave campus, and you know, go wherever you're going. We'll uh, we'll get together and have dinner." So he he cooked burgers for us, and uh, we're all driving to his house. And this is the first time I'd been to his house, and uh, we're pulling through like this nice nice neighborhood like cleaned up hedges it's like you yeah know, oh a, yeah one of the best neighborhoods in tuscaloosa yeah, like northridge, <clears throat> northridge? i think so, I think so. by golf course uh it wasn't that far but it was like northeast tuscaloosa northeast from the stadium you went past um did you go through like uh it was in northport or tuscaloosa no it wasn't northport okay i, I, I can't even yeah i couldn't even tell you where All it right. is now maybe that's not where it was. but we're pulling through there and it's I mean, it's just so nice. You got kids playing in the in the cul-de-sac. They're playing like kickball or something. There's, you know, a, a mom pulling up from soccer practice with her kids. Right. And as we pull up, and I I, I see the the house, and there's like toys and shit on the roof. And there's, like there's a dead spot in the grass. And he's like, and we get out, and you know, there's like there's like a lady over here and a, a mom over here, and he's like the hell are you doing you have something you know like, like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like hey scott he's like hey baby how you doing <laughs> <laughs> money doesn't come with instructions <laughs> it was so funny. Funny. <laughs> but, i mean it was you know you love guys like that he yeah, just, yeah, you yeah, know you everybody knows knows who he is and and he's a great guy treats everybody very well and so respectful just a good guy you know but I, I, that was so dang funny to me i wish he was still in tuscaloosa i you know i miss seeing him yeah it was kind of a it was a big deal when he went to georgia you know i mean oh yeah you know, it's like but well because he had it made for the rest of his life at alabama if he wanted to be the strength coach at alabama he did he did just sailed on through to retirement right. there but he just wanted a, a different challenge in coaching yeah yeah, that's, I remember that. Um, and and he got that and a couple championships, you know. Uh, and now Alabama gets ready for Michigan. We're pretty confident about this game, but I just look at it and I go, there's some things that worry me about Michigan. And it's that I think they're going to just like stack the box with big dudes and try to run over us. And And, and if it wasn't for – the Auburn game, I would say, oh, they're not going to be able to do that. But, man, Auburn ran over us, too. And we they didn't score but a lot, but they did run the ball. Do you worry about that at all? Did you see it, too? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's like, <laughs> I mean, again, like, like we talked on this podcast, when they when they had the numbers, got a hat on a hat, 
we didn't win in those one-on-one matchups, you know. Uh, I mean, of course, that always crosses your mind, but uh, I also think we just we came out so flat in that game. It was uh, it was it was so strange, and I think you know if it's not for for some of those penalty that holding penalty when we scored, I, I mean, I think it's a twenty-one point ball game, you know. Yeah, uh, just an odd game, and and I tell you, it, it motivation and I guess how up these guys are for this game, which I know they will be. It really sets the tone. It's crazy how much emotion plays a role in the intensity as yeah. far as playing on the field. Yeah, it's true. Uh, it's true. I mean, <clears throat> I still think I'm I'm good with you. Give me Bama minus seven. I'm still taking it you know yeah I oh really yeah. Good. Look, I, I know that there's that we we present more problems than they present you know there's just so many different things that they got to worry about they have and we just hired michigan's ex linebackers coach yeah right <laughs> he was at florida state while i was there was he yeah Hilo. yeah <laughs> george george Hilo. so oh, yeah. tell me about him I don't. I don't know much about him i knew he was uh i mean he was on the defensive side with uh coach pruitt and uh he was all about business he was pretty pretty intense guy i didn't see him much outside of the the uh facility but seemed like a good guy you didn't run into him at florida state's version of innisfree i may have (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) what what is florida state's version of innisfree what are the bars there i don't know if they're uh, i don't know if they're 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 pretty florida state's a different different ball game than Tuscaloosa. I mean, that place, you got a lot of, a lot of South Florida culture coming up to the panhandle. So they like the clubs then. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of wild, you know, disco type. Yeah, oh, stuff yeah, and, yeah. You know, there was what Ken's was my, was my favorite spot. It was kind of like a, the country bar. And there was one downstairs. I can't remember what it was called, but, uh, yeah, we used to get in there and have a good time. You know, knew everybody and had fun right. and, they need uh, like a rounders where it's like the bottom floors, you're, you know, you're, I don't know, like kind of like. There's a new one. There was a new one put in when I left called Recess. And it had a pool upstairs that the reunion I was supposed to have the week before Thanksgiving. I got a Snapchat of one of my old teammates jumping in that pool about 1230. <laughs> 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 that's pretty funny <laughs> bombs away yeah, yeah. that's right it's you, my old roommate yeah in, yeah at florida state did you have you been the rounders you know what i'm talking about right? been, like, i think i've like been a, there like once it's like a twice. regular bar downstairs and then they got the boom boom room in the back oh uh, yeah which is probably <laughs> like all the boom boom rooms probably like all the bars at, in florida Innisfree is really the only place i went yeah i mean you know i knew trip and and you know it was we were friends with uh those bartenders there we'd go play golf with them nick sneed no sneed still still in the house over there Sneed getting a shout out (laughs) i love nick he's a great guy you you, um you know when when you've been uh in the bar game for a while you become a celebrity (laughs) yeah yeah, (laughs) he's a household name (laughs) in tuscaloosa (laughs) he is he is oh this guy's um but yeah, so so Hilo can't, is is coming to Tuscaloosa. I, I wonder what that does for Alabama. I mean, does that help you? And how do you use them? Oh yeah, it's gonna, I mean, it helps a lot. 
as far as defensive philosophy. I mean, he's a linebackers coach there. <clears throat> going to kind of tell you what the thought process is against certain personnels and uh, formations and and how they play certain uh, you know certain strengths that offensive offenses have. Uh, I think he's going to help us out more from an offensive perspective, but uh, you know, defensively. I mean, seeing what Michigan does on offense, he did see good on good every day. He understood. I think he left. What did he take a year off? I, I don't know. I, I I don't remember what the story was, but I thought he got fired. Yeah, but I mean, he's been in those he's been in those meetings with with Harbaugh every day. I mean, he understands his thought process, how he likes to attack defense. So, I mean, uh, bringing that knowledge in, you know, from an inside source. I mean, you would think he's going to be giving them a lot of information. So, so like, where, where do, I don't think how does it happen? Don't like, think Ryan Day isn't going to be helping us and other coaches that don't want Michigan to win. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, a lot of that happens. <clears throat> I'm trying to find, I'm, I'm going to Google this right now because I'm just so curious about uh, George Hilo and see why he, why he got let go. Um, he might have been – he might have gotten fired over the sign-stealing thing. Man, that'd be wild. Is Connor Stallions, is he suspended still or is he actually fired? I think he's fired. But I don't know. I, I'm I'm still looking on here to try to find it. I mean, I don't, don't quote me until I get on Twitter, the Twitter machine and – Maybe he or maybe he didn't want to talk about it. I don't know. But so so when you when these guys come in, like will will they have meetings with will will they have meetings with the uh uh okay, here it is right here. Um Hilo was let go. This is from the Detroit Free Press. Hilo was let go ahead of the 2023 campaign in favor of Chris Partridge, who was fired on November 17th after being accused of involvement in the sign stealing, uh, concealing evidence related to the sign stealing. So, yeah, he was not involved in that. So it was actually the guy that they hired to replace him was the guy that got fired for it, I guess. Mm. So, OK. And they didn't bring George back. Yeah. So <clears throat> I, I don't know. But what Nick seems to like him. And uh, he started his career at Alabama. Well, he's been in those. He's been in the coach saving circles. Like I said, he was yeah. at Florida State when when Jeremy Pruitt was there. Right. So I mean, he's got he 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 knows the the Alabama scheme. He understands what Coach Saban wants. So it's it's a good fit, even though he's not from. I mean, even though he's from Michigan, it's a good fit anyway. <laughs> and he he seemed like a guy that was. Uh, I mean, he was really intense out there on the field, and of course, he never coached me. And he kind of stayed to himself, but right, right. you know, there's a lot going on <laughs> when he was on the field. He was he was pretty demanding. Yeah, well, that's cool, man. You got you're you have found your way into the circle too. I mean, you know a lot of these guys between the two schools. Oh, it's crazy. Uh, I mean, well, you think about the SEC. I mean, Billy Napier was my receivers coach at Alabama. Lane, my offensive coordinator. Mark Stoops was my defensive coordinator at. Uh, Florida State, Coach Smart, defense coordinator at Alabama. 
I'm trying to think. Coach Pruitt, oh, he was at Tennessee. Uh, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of coaches out there. I mean, Coach Kelly, my he recruited me at Georgia Tech, and now he's the defense coordinator at uh, Colorado. Was at Florida State when I was there, okay. Alabama, not too long ago. Yeah, he's the guy that keeps bringing all those Alabama transfers there. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he will. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's two guys just left, and they're going there. Yeah. I mean, I can't even keep up with it anymore. I know. It's so know? hard. It's so hard. I I just saw that, that there was a mass exodus at Georgia, and then everybody's like, hey, what, what do you think about this uh, Kirby going to Georgia rumor? And I'm like, Atlanta. Uh, excuse me, yeah, Atlanta. And I'm like, if I'm the Falcons and I hire Kirby, people are going to hate me in my own state. Think about that. Was that because you just took they care more about Georgia football than they do the Falcons? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were looking right. at that as a step down. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, I, See, I was thinking it. if you put Kirby up there, then then that's a safe hire because if it doesn't work out, it was Kirby smart, you know, right? That's well, that that too, but um, but I don't know. I, 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 I if they don't clean this thing up, some of the top coaches are going to leave. Mm-hmm. They've got to get it figured out. And and you mentioned it before. The NCAA could have addressed a lot of this stuff years ago. Instead, they were like suspending people for, you know, eating a bagel on a, on a recruiting trip, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, like instead of just like – Justin Blackman at Oklahoma State got a three-game suspension for eating a free hamburger. Yeah, like give me a break, man. Like yeah. it got to the point where it was so ridiculous. And you got guys that were making $20,000, dollars $50,000, you know, Big, big names, signing autographs and doing whatever and no punishment at all. They just kind of, we're not going to mess with that. Right, right. You know, that guy's making too much money for us. Yeah. Uh, the And the coaches are over there getting paid like $10 million and the players are getting paid zero, you know. Yeah, again, and, I got no problem with players getting paid. It's just the way that you shouldn't be able to pay kids to – like if, if a company comes in and says, we want this guy to market our product for – Fifty thousand dollars a year, right? That's great. Yeah, you know the guy's done it on the field; he's proved himself. Right. But the the school, which I know they're not supposed to be responsible for that, but they that's kind of what they're doing. Yeah, getting guys paid somehow. If T Town Tom comes to you and yeah, he they, wants you to sign a bunch of stuff or buy your championship ring for a couple suits. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that guy? Yeah. <laughs> go through his store and it's like, okay, nothing to see here. <laughs> it's like here's Julio's freaking championship glove. And here's a championship ring, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, and, but that shit that should have never not been legal. Yeah, no, that's right. I mean, especially, I mean, a free beer, a free burger, a free, you know, I mean, that's insane. Yeah, right. That's part of the college experience, you know. Yeah. Let the guys have one thing. Did you, uh, what, what, what was it like when you got to sign stuff, you know, after you, like, and get paid for it? Oh, it was awesome. I mean, that's <laughs> when I realized how much money you could make. If you could do that while you were playing, I mean, you could have made so much money just signing autographs after every home game you set yeah. up for an hour and a half i mean the amount of money that you could have made would have been just astronomical oh, for, yeah. for college oh, for a yeah. college guy i worked with a guy once and his his autograph was like you know like he'd sign something and all of a sudden now that whatever he signs worth something like hundred 
a couple hundred bucks yeah. with a little of the, this little <clears throat> HOF next to it. Oh, yeah. And um, I, I just saw, like, I'm talking about Ryan Sandberg, by the way, Rhino. Mm-hmm. So, like, Rhino, like, he's got the literally the Midas touch, you know? Like, all he's got to do is do this. Oh, yeah. On a baseball, it's worth like 100, 200 it's insane. bucks. insane. Yeah. He, he, it, and I felt bad for him because, you know, so many people would want autographs and stuff. Uh, I felt bad until I needed an autograph. And then, <laughs> <laughs> but I would try to make trades with him, you know, like so that at least he got something out of it. You know, <laughs> yeah. there's a couple of team polos. Give me a box of these, sign these, <laughs> yeah. just go through it. But, but um, uh, Billy Williams, who's from Whistler, Alabama, he's a hall of famer um, with the Cubs. And, and, and we talk, he's a huge Alabama fan. So if I see Billy, I mean, it's, I'm telling you, if you go up to Chicago with me and Billy's in the room, the minute that I walk in and he sees me, it's roll tide. <laughs> and I don't care who he's talking to. He's breaking away to come over to talk to me because he wants to know about everything going on. You know what I mean? Like he wants me to tell him like this podcast, like he wants to know the recruiting. He wants to know about Nick Saban. You know, he is a huge Alabama fan. Yeah. And, uh, and he was telling me, he was like, you know, we were talking about autographs. And um, he's like, I, I wish I would have got Rogers Hornsby to sign a box of balls. You know, I'm talking about like, think about what those would be worth now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and Hornsby played like way back in the day, but he was a Cubs coach with Billy. And now Billy, you know, like think if you had a box of Billy balls in like 50, 20, you know, 60 years when they just aren't out there anymore. Oh, yeah. When they can't, when he, no more. There's be no, no more. Anymore. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that – like memorabilia is different now because we take we, we do covet it a lot more because you know the investment that it is yeah you know like I, I think back in the day like you would get like Babe Ruth would sign your you know your shoes and and uh, you'd forget and wear them you know oh, like, yeah. <laughs> now, oh, yeah. you know now it's like you know if you got Otani signed something for you I mean you'd put it in a box and never touch it yeah it's like I mean it's like artwork. You yeah, know? I mean, hell, now you can buy shares of artwork. Really? Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm not. Uh, I'm not brave enough to do that just yet. But no, I mean, I'm invested in new life art. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like I, uh, but even the you got, like, your sh- you got to share a couple of these. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could sign those. You you got some at home. I signed this one already. You did sign that one. The, the, I signed that at a hotel in Mobile. Did you? Yep. You recognize that particular autograph, huh? <laughs> well, I signed all these in one spot. Did you? <laughs> yeah. How how long did it take you to sign them all? Uh, about two hours, I think. Really? I think I signed. Uh, well, how many? Uh, I signed four hundred of these, and then there were some other prints. So I probably signed about a thousand of them. It's pretty funny. Like, did you you? your autograph was in here before you even ever walked in here. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Like That is crazy you know, to think like, about. I've got Mike Johnson's autograph and same thing. Like, you know, like he signed his before I knew him. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's weird. Isn't it? Yeah. The one I, I'm not a huge autograph guy, but I mean, I would take them if I could, you know, like I love hall of fame baseball autographs, but I've told you this before that statue that Daniel Moore did of Kenyon Drake. I want to get him to sign that. We could make that happen. That thing sure. is so cool, man. And I was at that game. You know, <clears throat> yeah, you know, that's that, a different type of that's, piece. Yeah, you know? right. Like, like that. 
I just I wish they did more of those, and and I don't know how they sold or didn't sell or whatever, but it's it's just cool. Like, and I was so afraid they were going to call that a fumble. Yeah, I, I was. I told you we were sitting right up there. I never worried about it ever. <laughs> I had I had a bird's eye view uh, before I got you know pummeled by Baron Huber and Mike Johnson <laughs> celebrating. You know, yeah. <laughs> buried by big guys <laughs> pounding you. I thought I'm never sitting with these guys again. <laughs> it was terrible. That group of and guys. And you guys kept scoring. <laughs> I, think, I think Nick Gentry played with them too. Yeah. yeah. If I tell you a story, uh-uh. Jeff Allen always tells me, or he used to tell me, he's like, God, I mean, some of the, some of the freaking just like, I can't remember what word he used, but he's like, we got a bunch of cavemen to come through the program. <laughs> he's like, Nick and Gentry got hurt. I think it was against Ole Miss. Like, got hurt pretty bad. And uh, <laughs> he had to get on an ambulance or something to go back to Tuscaloosa, something to haul him back, like, by himself where yeah. he could tend to him. And he was just like, right after he got hurt, he's, like, getting carted, carted off field and, Jeff's telling him like how he's going to get back to Ole Miss. He go, and he's like, "Do you need you need muscle relaxers or anything like that?" And he goes, "No, no, no, no. can of dip. I'll be all right." <laughs> In college, I could have helped him with that. <laughs> oh, man. I always thought that was so funny. Yeah, that is hilarious, man. <laughs> They're tough dudes, man. They they who would have thought that like 2007 Nick Saban gets to Tuscaloosa. Uh I thought beating Tennessee that year was just the season, man. Love that. It was oh, yeah. awesome, right? Isn't um, it crazy how we've come from let's just beat Tennessee or Auburn yeah. and and we're good. Yeah. To, we got to at least be in the national championship, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, the standards, that tells you all you need to know about mm-hmm. where we've gone. Well, it's like if, if – so if Alabama wins the national championship, Gravedigger is going to be <clears> – might be the biggest moment ever. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, second and 26 is pretty, pretty big. That was hard to beat. But Gravedigger kind of beat that in a different way if you win it all. And so you could debate that. Yeah, I don't know. The so the problem with the grave digger is that we should have beat Auburn by a lot. Yeah, you know? I know, but still. <laughs> <laughs> don't come in here talking common sense. <laughs> I thought we were going to kill him. People got mad at me on the chat because I, I just did not see us playing like that. And, yeah. and honestly – um, I, 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 I made a screen grab of, of something. Let's see if I can pull it up here because it, there's an issue that I have and I'm going to, if hopefully I can find where it, that I'm not saying that game or not. I'm just saying in general that if I can find this, you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. You, you, Here it is. Ex-NFL executive Dean Blandino says officials have been approached to influence games. It's right there. I, I made a screenshot of that and the in the story uh, because 
<clears throat> Some of the officiating in that Tennessee game last year, I, I just man, I that stinks to me. Yeah, it stinks. the The Auburn game, the officiating st- are they really that bad? And 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 if the NFL has issues with that, well, college football is just as big. And instead of having like professionals, you got guys who are like you know they do other jobs during the week and they go officiate games on the weekend. No, oh, yeah. You tell me that the same that 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 they're, oh. that they're not being pushed to be to influence games. Ever since I saw that. Uh... Who was the NBA ref? Yeah, who, Dockery or whatever. I can't remember. Walter or something. Is it didn't I? Anyway, he got caught like ten years ago. But yeah, I watched that thirty for thirty on him, and ever since then, I I don't trust referee. Well, NBA to me has got to be the worst. I mean, because basketball you can call whatever you want, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, I, you'd be hard pressed. Tim to con- Donnery. Donaghy, Donaghy, yeah, Donaghy. But but you're telling me he's the only one. Uh, he says in the documentary that there was a lot more doing it. Well, of course, you know, you can watch the games and tell. Uh, I mean, you would go back and watch that Tennessee tape. It stinks. Bryce, Bryce gets hit. <laughs> one guy comes in. Oh, that was ridiculous! Yeah, hits him and then throws him into another guy, and he looks like a uh, like a just ragdoll. Yeah, like a ragdoll. They they send you out a, a list of stuff that you can't do. You can't even breathe on a quarterback. But that particular game, <laughs> it wasn't even a fifteen yard penalty. The guy yeah. could have been kicked out for targeting. Oh yeah. Then then you the the pass interference on that on the uh, on the. Um, Interception uh, yeah. by Kool Aid. The opposite side of the field. It's that to me was where I was like, Alabama could not cover the spread at that point. Forget about winning or losing. Yeah, they're going the other way. <clears throat> Tennessee's defense was awful, so Bama would have scored another touchdown. Oh yeah, and then it would have been a fourteen point game, and now all of a sudden you cover that nine or seven point spread, whatever it was. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you know, again, I, it wouldn't surprise me too, just to the referees playing just enough to get certain teams that are going to get more eyeballs on the big stage, you know, I mean, for more revenue dollars, it wouldn't surprise me at all if there's a little incentive there to get that done. Well, it's, it's look, there's organized crime that is got to be taken advantage of these games. I mean, it's all a business. It's a business. I mean, forget about the who wins or who loses part of it. But if you knew if you knew that the outcome of the game was going to be within a certain, you know, within the point spread, then you you could get away with gambling on it because you could make bets with pe- different people's names or in different states, and and they these guys have it so well figured out. They know like what's going to be looked at or not. They're not like that stupid baseball coach that Alabama had. They're they're these guys know what they're doing. Oh yeah. So. And if you're paying somebody a couple grand to, to go do a, you know, to referee a football game and they're willing to pay the guy real money, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. And I, I mean, and maybe that's just bad officiating for that game. But um, the fact that I, re- I saw that, it just kind of lit me up going back to that game again because I'm just like, it just didn't smell right to me. It's not like that I'm a. 
disgruntled Alabama fan. They lose games all the time. I mean, you know, it's. I think you are a little disgruntled. No, no, man. That flat, the flag on the holy, uh, on the holy, on the uh, Kool Aid play. I mean, that's it was crazy that they would call that pass yeah. interference. The guy threw like a jump ball, like oh, yeah. you know, like the guy tipped and intercepted, like. <laughs> oh, I know. I mean, you got to think. I mean, Vegas, they get the lines right a lot. And I, I don't know how you get get the line that close so so consistently without – I mean, again, one referee call can change an entire game That's by right. 10 points. Yeah. So to think that they don't have their hands in, in some of that, kind of hard to believe. Well, some people are going to be like, well, you know, they had all the, the pre-snap penalties and all of that. Look, I, I get it, but – you know, just felt like that just to me, it changed my perception of that, this whole issue, that game alone, that game, really? yeah, the, the, yeah, that night, because then I, I, I'm, I've got a lot of common sense and I'm like, you know what, man, there's, a, you can bet anywhere, right? <laughs> I'm not very good at the books, but I've got the common sense. Look, common sense tells you that there's a lot of money to be made on this and yeah. it's, and, it, and, and you don't have to go to Las Vegas to bet anymore. I mean, you can go anywhere, you know, so um, it's up to college football uh, to try to police this and and really and, and if and if it does come down to the fact that maybe you're talking about just those the 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 you know bad luck or the referees stink or something um then maybe that's it but I mean I watch games for a living I mean I watch them all the time yeah I, there's not a lot of games where I'm like you, you know you you know like there's stuff that happens in a game and they miss a call and it's like that's just it happens, but when it just con- when it's constant stuff like that, you're like, man, so just it just didn't feel right. And I had a I have a buddy that was that works in, for a major league baseball team, and he said they they were on a plane watching the game, and he said that the whole team was like felt the exact same way, and they didn't even have a dog in the fight. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> what about what do you think about the Kadarius Tony uh, all sides <laughs> incident, man? <laughs> I, I I don't know. I mean, that to me, um, he was offsides. Yeah, I mean, he's way offsides. And I know it's the officials' job to push him back or whatever. But I mean, I don't know. I don't I, know I, if I've ever seen that penalty called on a receiver uh, the entire time I, I played. Do they do they constantly line up offsides like that? I mean, I just I always remember guys just. He was saying, like a foot ahead. He was like a foot yeah, past the uh, line. Yeah. Like no, no, like, like two yards. It looked like. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't at least a half yard. Okay, yeah, but but at the same time, like I I always thought when I played, it was like they would tell you to back up. Oh yeah, the line judge had to look around his leg just to see the ball. (laughs) He was that far over the line. Yeah, but yeah, it's one of those deals. Though that's one you got to warn somebody about before you throw the flag. So you you basically on that, and I didn't. You know, you played a lot more than me. I, I so they. We'll just tell you the next time. Hey, you're you got to line up. You're lining up oh, off yeah. sides and just roll. There was a there was a. I mean, you know, we used to run the RP the RPOs all the time, and there was a play against Wisconsin where uh, the look was a run look, but as soon as I snapped the ball and showed that I was handing it to Derek, I just saw. I mean, a big hole opened up for OJ. And I just threw it in there, <laughs> and he picked up the first down. And and Ryan, Ryan Kelly looked back at me like, "What the hell just happened?" I was like, 
I threw the ball and the ref goes, the ref walks up to Ryan and goes, what the hell are you doing? Because you're like eight yards down the field. <laughs> <laughs> I just look at both of them. I was like, don't do it again. <laughs> yeah. They didn't throw the flag. He just, no. He's like, you can't do that anymore. And uh, I mean, you know, he didn't do it anymore and we didn't get a flag, but. Right, right, right. I wonder how they decide, like, what, you know, I guess you're supposed, look, if, if they wouldn't have, if the guy wouldn't have thrown the flag on that play, they would have played that thing over and over and over and over again. And then that guy's going to be scrutinized, the official, for not See, calling I don't it. think you even notice. I don't think people would even notice, to be honest with you. You think uh, it would just one of those things? You, you might just, be right. You know, I mean, because, you, you know, you see a lot of guys lined up in the neutral zone mm -hmm. here and there, and, you know, you really don't say much about it. I mean, you kind of throw your hands up for a second, and then you forget about it. But yeah. If it had that not been a touchdown, a game-winning touchdown call back, I also don't think you'd hear much about it either. It would have been one of the best plays of the season. Oh, yeah. The oh, pass yeah. by Kelsey. Oh, man. And then Mahomes being so angry. It was good stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, so we get, we're getting closer to, uh, to the, you know, to the Rose Bowl, which is nice. And you said that to me when, when I first saw When is the first real bowl? Uh, you, you're telling me that the Marshall against, uh, uh, San Antonio bowl game wasn't real. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Let me look on here. Uh, I guess Troy, Saturday's a whole oh, no, maybe not. What is, is Saturday twelve twenty three? Yeah, yeah. Let's see, Georgia Tech against uh, against UCF. They're six and six. Um, yeah, Saturday you got a bunch of games. The Birmingham Bowl. Uh, the next round guys have been promoting that. Troy against Duke. Did, no, no, actually, I'll watch that one. Yeah, for sure. I, I was kind of hoping that Auburn would have been in that game. Can you imagine the <laughs> Troy Auburn bowl game? That would have been pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, like you know, we were thinking Jacksonville State, but Troy Auburn would have been awesome. You know, it's just I, I can't wait till the twelve team playoff now, just because guys won't opt out. I hate all these Florida State guys are opting out of this bowl game. Are they? Yeah, I mean, I just I can't stand it. Uh, <laughs> I hear the excuses. Mm-hmm. I hear the excuses. Cause, oh, yeah. Because I hate to tell you this. But Georgia's losing a lot of guys, too. I don't know if they've already entered the transfer portal and, and they're not playing. I don't know how that works. Yeah, it sucks, dude. When I was a kid, like, these games were amazing. Like, you, oh, you, yeah. you couldn't wait to, for the bowl game. I liked it. Yeah, I mean, back when the BCS was around, I mean, I, yeah, again, those games just – there's guys were excited to win those games. You I know? thought where Talia, too, his brother, opted out. And I'm like – what are you opting out for, man? Yeah. Like, what What are you doing? I mean, even I hate if, to see Jaden Daniels do it. Yeah, but I mean, he yeah. he did win the Heisman, and yeah. he's also going to be like, but is what if, his brother going to get drafted? LSU, but if he doesn't go to LSU, I mean, I, did anybody really know? Like, did anybody really know who Jaden Daniels was before he got to LSU? Hey, think of, no. You're, I know what you're saying, and you're exactly right. And and the thing about it is. We're so lucky that we've got Nick Saban as our head coach. Because oh, yeah. last year in the Sugar Bowl, if it was anybody else, those guys all would have opted out. Bryce Young would have been the first guy out the door. Can you believe he played in the damn game? It no, was yeah. amazing. No, yeah. It was like, I mean, it was the perfect send-off. great. 60 to nothing or something like 57 yeah. to 6. It's crazy. Uh, and Will Anderson, too. 
Yeah, I, know. I mean, they, they, I think that set them up for, for, I mean, it just, it was a perfect, perfect way to carry on the tradition and culture yeah. of Coach Saban's program. Yeah, right. Right. That did as much. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, you'd rather win a national championship, but that did, I mean, they did as much as they could to, you know, raise the standard. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, those are the kind of guys you want. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we're deep on this podcast. We're deep in the fourth quarter. But I'm going to throw this out at you. Uh, Lance Taylor, our friend, uh, obviously from the next round, uh, he seems to think that Nick Saban's retiring at the end of the year. I had uh, Chris Lowe on my podcast. Uh, don't take the Sunday. odds on that one. Don't, well, I asked don't him, bet on that one. I asked him, and he, you know, and and he knows Coach Saban as well as anybody. And and it was like all these reasons that he would stay. But then the thing he said at the end of it that made me think that maybe, I mean, I mean, there's always a possibility when you're 72. But Chris said at the last thing he said on it, he said, "But you know, Coach Saban told me one time that he doesn't want to retire." so late in his life that he can't go and do the things that he wants to do because of his health. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and travel, you know, he, he, he's got car dealerships. I guess he likes cars. You know, he's obviously oh, yeah. talking about like, he's got the lake house and the beach house and stuff. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I think if I was given it my percentage, I think that I'm at least 75% sure he's coming back. I mean, I, I think, 20, I think I'd, fair is 25%. I'd give it more than that. So what do you think? I think 90. <clears throat> if he loses, I think it's more than that. Right. If he beats Texas for the national championship, I give it 90. So you got Alabama and Texas in the national <laughs> championship. You're not giving Washington a chance. No. Nah, <laughs> That's see, I think that Washington could upset them. I think they could. I think there's about a 35% chance okay. for going with percentages here. Well, Texas has a bad uh, – like their bad pass defense. They get after the quarterback, but they, they give up. And Michael Penix is going to be like the guy that you played against in the national championship game in that. He's going to run around and make plays. Their defense isn't very good. Texas will score too. But I just think that Washington could turn it into – the type of game they need. And that's like Oklahoma did. Like where you basically, you throw over top of those guys. Yeah. I mean, it'll be like the defenses, the defenses they played all year, except they're more physical up front. Right. You know, and uh, get more pressure on him. Uh, there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. You know, I mean, I, I would think, but <clears throat> at the day, I really like Quinn yours. And, uh, you know, I think Texas is, is more physical than more, most of the teams that, Washington's played this year. Right. I mean, to me, pack, the Pac-12 has been and always will be, and the Big 12 used to be, uh, to me, a lot softer uh, than the SEC, just a notch below. But the Pac-12, to me, has always been a, a much softer conference, seven-on-seven seven, seven on seven league. Mm -hmm. I got you. All right, final thoughts, man. Final thoughts on today. And 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 uh, for a guy that was uh, under the weather, you uh, played hurt today. I'm hanging in there, hanging yeah. in there. But, you know, always got to show up, you know. Mm -hmm. I feel the same way. Like, we could have <laughs> took the week off. They they said you could take the week off. But we can't take the week off. No. Nah. No. Nah. Back in tomorrow, too. Yeah. Come on. We I got the I got the the prednisone and the antibiotic pumping. I'm I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> what they don't know is that once we got this thing going, we were just can't stop. <laughs> you uh, what are you doing for Christmas? Oh shoot, man! I got my my little brother just got into town from Wyoming. My older brother's coming in from 
uh, Vegas tomorrow or Friday. And then uh, my little sister is coming in from Ohio in the next couple of days. So seeing all them, uh, my little brother-in-law's got an engagement party. Nice. Also, my wife's got her 10-year high school reunion. So a lot of a lot going on trying yeah. to figure it out well if anyone and any of them want to come uh and be our studio audience for the podcast hey. Bring them See, uh, you know it's crazy what they talk about brother flies a10s and little brother is in nuclear weapons so a lot of wild stuff that... well if, if they have any insight on my favorite topic <laughs> <laughs> he's he's not at area 51 <laughs> okay just just checking just checking if he, i'm we're i saw tucker carlson talking about it the other day and he's like i don't I, I, experts and blah, 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 and he's well, have like, you seen the scary plane? stuff and i'm like i've heard about these reptilians i know <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the viral video that went around that the plane that disappeared the uh what the plane in Indonesia, all the orbs are flying around it and just disappears. No, no. Okay. Well, that might've just been a, an AI video. So I don't know. I, you know, you see so much on Twitter now you're like, yeah. uh, what, what is going on? Oh man. I forgot about that. Did they, and they never found it. No, never found it. It's probably. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that does it for us. You got me thinking here. Uh, remember, we're brought to you by MyBookie, MyBookie.ag. Now's a great time to go on 50% pr- price match uh, up to $1,000. You got to use the code next round. So make sure that you do that. And uh, as you do it, um, need a little help making your picks. Lance's Lock, Lance'sLock.com. Uh, Lance has the bowl special going right now. And a um, lot of lot of fun matchups. You don't know who's playing in these games anymore, but we still like the <laughs> uniforms. All right, for Jake, for Jake Coker, I'm Mick Gillespie. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys, and roll time.